Hi, and welcome to Five Compelling Questions with Sean. This is the podcast where we speak with writers about writing and creativity, how they got on their path to the novel that they've just written, and um, various other things that come up. And it's rarely ever just five questions, but that's what we named the show. So we just keep calling it that. Um, I'm very excited today to have my guest, Annabelle Monahan. Hi, Annabelle. How are you? I am terrific. I'm so happy to be here. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm just thrilled to have you. Um, I am going to give you an introduction because you're my guest. And here we go. Annabelle. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Annabelle Monahan is the author of two young adult novels, A Girl Named Digit, um, optioned by the Disney Channel, and the sequel, Double Digit. Um, She's also the author of Does This Volvo Make My Butt Look Big? And a selection of Laugh Out Loud columns that appeared in the Huffington Post. And they are Laugh Out Loud. I've just, I've just dove in and um, had a really good time reading a few of those. Um, she's written for Huffington Post, as we said, The Week and The Rye Record. Nora Goes Off Script is her adult debut novel. And that's the book we're going to be talking about today. Nora Goes Off Script. Tell us a little bit about um, the, the new book. I'm super excited about the new book. Um, It is about Nora Hamilton, who is a made-for-TV romance screenwriter, and she writes a movie about her divorce, and when it's filmed on location at her house, she actually ends up falling in love with the man who plays her husband in the movie, so it's a love story. Yeah, yeah, and there's, it's, but it's laced with um, humor, and it's just really, it's a super fun read, too. I really loved it. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I have to tell you, I felt bonded to you through your writing. I was reading some of your columns, as I said, and then I looked at your website and I was, because um, we have not met before, this is our first time meeting and I'm um, it's nice to meet you. And uh, your website has a list of things that you might not know about Annabelle, which first off, that made me laugh right away because, you know, we're visiting your website, so we're trying to get to know. <laughs> so I might not know these things about you. And the ones that I just had, I just was laughing out loud again when I read, um, when I'm deep into a writing project, I'm not listening to anything you're saying. <laughs> and I just it's so true. <laughs> and as as a mom, you're just like you're nodding, and you know you can you see their mouths moving, but you're really like, well, should I kill that person in the next chapter? Because I I write about murder. No, that's my life. I I'm just making dinner. I'm driving a car, and I'm thinking about you know where that kiss is going to happen. <laughs> um, and somebody's talking to me about their basketball game, and I'm not listening. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, the other one was, no, I don't want to be on your committee. And that was really, really funny to me because I'm always like, yes, I'll be on your committee. And I should really be more like Annabelle. I'm thinking in my mind. Yes. Say no. And the final one that I just was like, okay, now we're just going to be best friends. Um, when I was a child, I was sure I'd marry Steve Martin. And I just dropped, I almost, my mouth fell open because when I was a child, I just assumed Steve Martin was my dad. I was like, he's my dad. That's, that's my dad, Steve Martin. I just had this real, I just was like, so for sure that we were related in some way. And he was, I didn't have a dad in the house. So I was like, yep, I'm going to have Steve Martin be my dad. Same. Absolutely same. And I, um, I felt so close to him growing up. Like he was making jokes just for me. Yeah. Uh, I I'm going to feel, I mean, someday he's not going to be here and I think I'm going to feel really sad about it. Oh yeah. It's going to, there's certain, there's a list of people. It's a short list, you know, less than 10, but I'm going to be really devastated. You know, he's he's on that list. Yeah. Okay. Well, this just got really dark, but I'll call you on that day. (laughs) You know, and this is supposed to be about a funny book. Sorry. Yeah. No, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no. He's he's gonna live forever. It's gonna be fine. Okay. But I'm remember... sure he doesn't listen to this podca- podcast, right? We never know. We might have to uh, send it to him and see what he thinks. Oh God. Two two giant fans. But I'll have to. Um, in third grade, 
I accidentally told my teacher because my mom was weird. She just like, we had to be in bed by a certain time, but we could listen to or read whatever we wanted to. So she gave me his albums when I was <laughs> second grade. And I told my third grade teacher about them because I had them memorized. And she just was like horrified as if, you know, I had said, I don't know what she thought. I guess there were, there are some bad words and stuff on them, but they were pretty tame compared to today's, you know, comedy. But yeah, I was, my mom was uh, avant-garde in that area. Yes, and they were so funny. I know. Well, God. anyway, when I read that, I was like, all right, my girl, I got all it. All right. Yeah, good. Okay, first official question of the show. Um, there is such wonderful humor to your writing as we've been alluding to. Um, and people will readily find out the minute they pick up anything you've written. Uh, what drew you to humor as it relates to Nora and the way she navigates this new chapter of her life? Hmm, that's actually a great question. I, um, when, I'm, when I'm writing something, I almost always find something funny about it. And I have tried to write very serious subject matter and I end up giggling while I'm typing. So I just think that's, that's kind of the way my mind goes. Um, I think there's something, this is probably just particular to me, but I think there's something very funny about domestic life. I think there's something very funny about the way children just walk through a room and say crazy stuff. Um, I think there's just, I, I, th I think the whole, th I mean, my household is so funny to me. Uh, so I write a lot about that. I write a lot about motherhood. Um, and it's just because it's also absurd and wonderful. Uh, so I just, I think it was probably natural for me to make her situation humorous while it was supposed to be romantic. Yeah, yeah, but it, it really does come through because there, there is a lot of humor, even though it's, it's just all basic life stuff. Like she's going through a transition. She's, you know, step, she's newly divorced, separated away from her, her other person has left and she's navigating this new, but it, she finds the humor in every single thing, which makes yeah. me, I really like that a lot. It just really kind of binds you to her because we do laugh at these dumb things that happen to her. You so, do, yeah. and I think that's what humor is. You know, humor isn't the something funny happening. Humor is the way people react to the stuff that's happening. Um, and I think that she reacts to her life. Um, she has a really good attitude. So she reacts to things with a lot of humor. Yeah. And it's, but it's a, um, um, just a highlighting the skillful writing that you do because you don't, it's not forced. It's just oh. a really natural humor that she finds. Um, and I just thought it was really well done. So wow, thank you. Yeah. All right. Next question. And this is a, this is one dear to my heart because I'm a tea, I'm a tea person. The tea house in the book sounds like an idyllic dream for a writer. Um, is it based on a real place? And what is its significance in the novel? So it was the whole novel. This, this is, um, I, I got a coffee table book in the mail in 2008 from some home builder in Connecticut. I have no idea why. I guess they sent them to everybody. And I don't know if you remember 2008, but <clears throat> none of us were in the market for a mansion at that particular time. Um, so I was flipping through this book and one of these huge houses had on the property, this little tea house. And it was a single room structure, stone structure with a slate roof. And inside was a wood burning fireplace and a little table that was set for tea. And it was called the tea house. And I, I used to walk by that book and just feel the page that that was on. It was like a daydream of mine that I would have someplace where I could go and write. And I do not have a place like that. It exists somewhere. I don't even know where it is. Um, but I was writing this book during the quarantine, the initial quarantine days of 2020. And like you, my house was full of people who were occupying all of my writing space. You know, I'd lost my office. I'd lost my living room. And I was writing in this armchair in a corner of this tiny room in my house. And 
my fantasy was that tea house. So I wrote, I gave it to Nora. I mean, she got to have the romance with the sexiest man alive and she got to have the tea house. But if I could have picked between them, I would have picked the tea house. Um, so it actually played such a big part in my mind while I was writing the story that when the book went out for submission, the title of the book was The Tea House. And it was my editor who is smart, who said, you know, this is actually a love story between people. It's not a love story between a writer and her she shed. Like that's not the focus of this book, um, but it was for me. Oh yeah, it definitely is. And I would say the, the one thing that struck me when I was first reading the book, the setting, your settings are so well, again, without overdoing it, you, you feel like you're in the tea house. You feel like you're in there. Like it, I oh. could picture myself in there and I thought this is the best place I've ever been. I love it. And it's right outside her house. So that's, it's just really cool. Yeah. That's such a dream. Just, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go outside to my place where I write goodbye people and shut the door. I mean, that's, that is my dream. Don't bother me. Yes. There's, there's a couple I know Elizabeth George. I um, interviewed her one time and she has like oh. a place over her garage. That's just, there's no internet. There's nothing that she just goes up there because she's had family and everything else. And she goes up to the top of the garage and they're not allowed to come up there. There's like certain hours of the day. It's just, this is mom's writing time. I'm like, mom, it's Elizabeth George, you know, it's mom's, mom's writing time, but, um, you know, yeah. she's my favorite. Oh yeah. I mean, I have probably have a couple favorites, but I, she's never written anything that I haven't read. I've, I've read them all. Yeah. She's, and she's lovely too, but yeah, first and it's, but it's nice. It's, you know, a space of your own. It's not an armchair, but no. the fact that you created this space that is so luxurious in your mind, um, from an armchair, just goes yes. to your, your skill level, which is great. Well, it's awesome. Um, if anyone, you know, you should read the book just for the tea house and, uh, but I like that. I like the title. The title definitely, um, is cool, especially if you're like a movie book person like I am. So, um, Nora's house is turned into a film set. Speaking of which at the beginning of the book, uh, what research did you do to get into, to get that right, to get that feeling of being living, living on a film set for at least just a couple of days? None, absolutely none. Um, <laughs> uh, I made it up. Um, I grew up in Los Angeles, so um, I, I I just feel like that's not a foreign thing. I mean, it's not like I my family was in the movie industry or anything, but um, you know, I watched a lot of Academy Awards. I don't think I've missed one since I was you know 18 months old. But um, yeah, no, that was just all sort of how I pictured it in my head. Uh, yeah. I am not a researcher. <laughs> well, that's okay because it seemed like you did. And okay. it was funny because I, I laughed when you said um, there's one scene where they're pulling the honey wagon onto the grass or whatever, and she's really worried about her grass. And um, that's just a, my ex-brother-in-law drives honey wagons. <laughs> okay, I Googled that. I said, are there bathrooms? Where do they go to the bathroom? And then I found honey wagons. So I did, occasionally I Google, but I'm not sure I'm going to call that research. Yeah, Google's Google, Google search. But yeah, you, you, I mean, it sounded like you had been on a set. I mean, to me, and I've been on sets and I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds, that's right. She's got that. Oh, wow. Okay. I just got lucky there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, she obviously had this happen to her. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Honey wagons are a thing. And that's very good research on Google. Um, so next question. I love books and movies that are about writers and writing. Um, I just do. I love all the, you know, I just love them all. Tell us how Hallmark Channel romances influenced the writing of your book. And how did you begin to think about the different writers and their jobs as far as like TV writers? How did you imagine that whole world for Nora as, you know, being a television writer? Yeah, this is, this is where this book really came from. Um, in 2019, I was stuck in bed for a while uh, and I just started watching the Hallmark channel. 
And I'd watch them one after another. I'd watch like three in a row. And I found myself totally sucked into these beautiful small towns and their independently owned hardware stores and bakeries. And one after another, I thought, didn't I just watch this one? Like, isn't that the, is this the same movie over and over again? But now she's got a bakery and she's not a ballet teacher, but they're all just slightly different. And I just, I got fascinated by them until the point where I was, I was actually waiting to the credits to see like, who wrote this movie? Because I wondered, is it just one guy who writes all these or is it a woman who's super romantic and, you know, maybe she saves her prom corsages or is it, does this all happen like around a, a conference table in some office building in New York City where they're just like reverse engineering the same story over and over again around the commercial breaks? Um, and I really couldn't stop thinking about these people. And so that's where Nora came from. Um, she's this, you know, a romance channel writer who's spent a long time supporting her horrible husband writing these movies. Um, but she does it with a degree of detachment. Uh, because she's never really been in love. And when I started thinking about her, I thought, God, what would it be like to run her through like a major lightning bolt romance? And why not make it the sexiest man alive? Um, so that's, that's where that came from. But it did all start with me being on a Hallmark Channel bender. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see where that would be addictive and also sort of soothing same time. Oh, it's they're so soothing. They really are. Um, and you know, the, the popularity of these movies has never been higher. Um, and I think it's just like a reaction to the stress level that people are feeling. You know, you want to live in that small town with that hardware store. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said when the times are really tough, you know, the people go back to the sort of cozy sort of writing, the, the things that make you feel comforted and those definitely yeah. are on that list. And I saw some crazy number of they were making a hundred something new ones for this stuff. I was like, really? There's a hundred more of these, <laughs> but they're good. They're good. good. I'll watch them. Yeah, get in there. It's like a box of chocolates. Can't have enough of them. I mean, it's like, bring it on. Well, the the fifth and final question, if it, well, you know, officially, um, since you write, you've written YA and now you're writing for adults, I'm just curious if you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be? Hmm. I love that question. Um, I would keep my mouth shut. Um, I think, you know, I'm 52 years old and this book is a big deal for me uh, coming out. I'm, I love this book. I've had a great experience writing it. I've had a great experience publishing it. Um, every, everything about it has been really positive for me. And I think that if I had done anything differently in the past, I wouldn't be here. And when I was writing, I started writing YA when I was 37. And at that point, I was ready to write YA. I was ready to talk to the world about what my perspective was on a 17-year-old girl. And I wasn't ready to talk to the world about what my perspective was about being an adult with a lot of responsibilities and a wife and mother and sort of what my actual life is really like. Um, so, you know, everything that I've done, it's taken me a really long time, but I feel like it's all built on itself. Um, and all the years that I feel like I, you know, waste, I wasted time not writing and I was teaching for a long time, um, that all led up to this. So, um, I'm sort of glad it worked out the way it was, you know, sometimes you can't force a, a rose to bloom. What's that expression? That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some corny thing like that. Um, 
but no, I'm, I'm here today because it's today. No, that's, it's a really good way of looking at everything we do. Cause you could definitely, you know, armchair quarterback your life from today, looking back, like, oh, I should have jumped on that opportunity in my twenties, but that, you know, you wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't have done, you know, what you did. And yeah, no, it all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm 51. So here we get here again. We're the here same. We go. We're the same. We, we were separated at birth at some point. Well, those are the official five questions. I usually do a rapid fire quiz at the end. Do you want to do the rapid fire quiz? I'm feeling rapid fire. Let's do it. All right, it's kind of required. You have to do it. Okay, Okay. rapid fire quiz. Number one, answer any way you see fit or you don't have to answer, whatever you want to do. Um, Summer or winter? Summer. Great, me too. Sweet or savory? Savory. Yeah, me too. Really? See if we can get them a five for five. Gosh. This one's going to be hard for you, I think. Comedy or drama? comedy <laughs> always I was always kidding. i could take the saddest story and just find something about it to giggle on I, I i believe that is completely true completely true um early bird or night owl early bird i was up at 4 30 today oh lord so yeah. you're getting on lunch and it's 9 30 on your it makes for a very strange food schedule um but if i can get up a good chunk of time before the rest of my family wakes up I have it's almost like I have an extra work day it, it really is true and those hours are very they're like the golden hours of if you're a creative like a writer especially because they think your brain is soft enough yet from sleep it's still kind of fluidly flowing nice things out you're not getting stopped up by other things that are you know hitting you like calendar dates and zoom meetings and different things and everyone's yeah. asleep and it feels like you're alone in the world, but all the other writers are up with you. Because I, I wrote my first uh, two books at that hour between four, because I had an infant between like four and eight. And, and you when know, you had an infant, did you, when did you go to bed? I, I would nap when he napped. I go to bed pretty early. Because yeah, me I too. Was, the minute he lied down, I, I just would, I would lay down with him and that would be it. So um, yeah, but it's, it's just, for some reason, there's just much more, um, productivity happening then for me. Yeah. 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 I'm better. It's me and a cup of coffee and my dog. And I, I don't have a care in the world. It's a, it, that's a really good time. You can just fly. You can, you can easily get 2000 words down, but it would take like much longer later in the day for me. It's just the yeah. way everything works. All right. We're going to go for the fifth one and see if we're hundred percent coffee or tea. Coffee. <laughs> yep. We're both coffee and we both like tea. This is a tea house. We're just going to go, we're just going to call that a, a, a draw. Yes. <laughs> Well, um, so what is going on with you? This, this, your book is coming out June 7th and it's yes. Nora Goes Off Scripts. Everyone needs to run out and buy it and read it right away because it will, it is the ultimate beach read. I mean, it's a great book to take with you on vacation. It's just wonderful and fun. Um, so what's going on? What are you doing appearances? We're out of the, we're almost out of the pandemic, basically, kind of. Are you doing appearances? No, I, I, I can't believe my good luck. Um, it, I am out in the world. I, um, I'm doing a bunch of things locally, and then I'm going out to California. I'm going to North Carolina. I'm in uh, upstate New York. I don't know. I'm going all over the place um, and doing a lot of things. I, it's just, I have been locked up for so long, like the rest of the actual world, um, that it just feels it feels funny to even be getting on an airplane, uh, let alone just being going all over the place. Um, so I'm really, I'm just excited to get out there. It's, it's such a, it's a fun thing to talk about, um, which I recommend to everybody, write about something light that you want to talk about because you're going to be talking about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Answering a lot of different questions about the same thing, but it's, um, 
it's, it's worth it. It's fun. And I'm so glad you're going to be able to get out. And, you know, a lot of people had books come out during the pandemic and it was tough, but, you know, a lot of people read more, I think too. So there's things to be said for both sides, but I'm glad you're going to be out you know, meeting your, meeting your public. Oh, yes. <laughs> to the extent I have public, <laughs> I would love to meet them, all yeah. three of them. I'll be receiving guests at three at Barnes and Noble in Los Angeles. Yes, quite. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, oh, can we find a list of um, events and things? How do we find you online? How do we, how do we connect? Uh, so I am at AnnabelleMonahan.com. Monahan has a G in it. Uh, and under speaking or events or something on my website, there's a list of every place I'm going to be. Um, so please come. Uh, it's just, it'd be so fun to see people. Yes. Everyone needs to race out and, and go because um, Annabelle is a lot of fun and she's a joy to talk to. Oh, Sean, thank you so much for having me. This is just, um, I feel like we're sisters now. I know. I think well, well, we'll have to keep in touch. And oh, are there going to be more books? What's going, is there another book after this? I know it's your, your baby has not born yet. I know, but guess what? Um, I'm knocked up already. <laughs> I, uh, I am finishing a book right now. Um, and it's kind of, I think it's early to talk about it, but it's a, um, it's another love story and it takes place at the beach. Um, and it's fun. I'm having a really fun time with it. Oh, good. Oh my, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to get on the early list for that one too. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy your tour and, and good luck with the book. Um, it's wonderful. Again, everyone needs to go out and get it, read it and enjoy it. Oh, thank and, uh, you. We'll see you soon. Maybe you'll come back when the next book comes out, maybe in a year or so. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> Have a great rest of the day. Okay. Thank you, Sean. Bye.